Hey, hey, what is up, Legendary Closer Radio fans? John Ferguson here coming back at you with another episode. Hey, today I want to get into something that actually changed the way I frame my business, the work that I do, and how I close sales and create massive momentum. Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents, who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish, who don't rely on discounts and guarantees, but want to close more sales with less effort. How do we build massive incomes, yet at the same time, live life to the fullest? That is the mystery, and in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. All right, everybody, thank you for coming back to the episode today. I am super stoked for this episode because it is something that actually changed my life. I was stuck literally in an up and down spiral until I learned how to manipulate time, literally manipulate speed and manipulate the velocity of money. So today on today's episode, I really want to dig into this concept because I know a lot of people talk about it. And for some reason, it kind of goes over our head as salespeople. I got some bad advice and I want to share it with you because it's something that might still be going around out there. And I got it from Actually, one of my first mentors in sales, and I love this mentor, the amount of training and support and effort that they put into me was fantastic. Tom Hopkins, phenomenal sales trainer. If you guys know sales, you probably have heard the name, and he is a phenomenal individual, and I'm so glad to have had his tutelage, quote unquote. But let me let me tell you this, like one of the things I lived by in sales was this quote, and he said one time, he says, look... Some salespeople are motivated by being either broke or motivated by being wealthy. And at first, I didn't know what that meant. And I said, okay, what do you mean? Like, how is a salesperson motivated by being broke? All right. And we said, it was, look, like some salespeople will not be motivated to work and get off their butt unless they don't have any money in their account or they can see it going away. Like it's literally draining or completely depleted. Like some salespeople will not put in the effort to work unless you have no money. The other salesperson that that he mentioned is the person that has to have some money. They have to have a savings. They have to know that the money is not only just coming in, but if they don't have resources in their account, they freeze. They don't have that freedom. They have that momentum and the energy. And so I lived by that. I lived by the code. I said, hey, look, you know, I'm probably the one that spends my money. I'm, I'm the one that has to go out there and put it all out there, just put it on the line and spend it. And so that's kind of what I did. Like, it caused me to be a very reactionary salesperson and really work very hectically when it came down to making sales. And so I wasn't able to be very versatile in my sales business. And in the beginning, I'd make great money and we'd go out there and I just, I remember a time when I would go, I have a friend of mine in Dallas and he owns a car company that he leases out the Lamborghinis, the Range Rovers, the Rolls Royce cars to a lot of the actors that come into town, the sports stars that come into town. And He's a good buddy of mine. Before I knew him, I I leased cars from him. And I had no business leasing a Ferrari from this guy. I think the Ferrari uh, that we released was $1,200 a night. And on the weekends, it was like $1,500. I leased a, I remember leasing a Ferrari for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday came free. But you had to have it by 6 a.m. on Monday morning back to uh, his garage. I have leased a a Lambo. It was actually a purple Lambo we took for the weekend. And that purple Lambo, same price. It was like $1,500 a night. And 
every weekend I was doing this and I was an idiot. I got to tell you, when I was younger in sales, making money, I didn't have a respect for it. And I didn't understand the velocity of money. I didn't understand the speed that money works at. And so it really, it really had me, me thinking because what I was putting my money into wasn't assets. It wasn't into anything other than lifestyle. And I made a lot of mistakes and I, I attribute it to this mindset. And anyone ever said, Hey, why are you out there spending all this money? Why are you out there putting money into cars you don't own? Like, okay, forget it. I, I owned a Land Rover. I had a BMW M3. I had a house. I mean, I was this young cat just doing my thing. But when it came down to it, did I really have any assets? Like, did I really have assets? And I didn't. And this is where kind of like my real estate background comes into play because I did invest in real estate. I do did flip properties. I buy a lot of real estate. That's one of my passions that I do now for salespeople and entrepreneurs and marketers is help them with their money. But that's a time for another podcast. I want to stay on point here. And Maybe I, I'll do a, an episode about assets that salespeople can level into when you're making income. But, you know, this kept me broke. This concept kept me down. Like, I remember, you know, weeks where I was like, oh, crap. Like, we didn't make any sales. I wasn't bringing any dough. And, you know, the amount of money that we were making in order to go out there and spend it like we were was significant. But at the same time, if we had a down month or we weren't doing any marketing or we took a vacation for a month or two, guess what? Yeah, no sales, nothing in the pipeline, no one to help, no one to serve. We were serving our clients still and there was expenses there, but the the speed of the expenses outpaced the velocity of the money that was coming in. You get that? The speed of the money was outpacing the velocity of the money that was coming in. And that's when I realized complacency has its own gravity. And, you know, when I was watching this show the other night, I think it was like uh, Nova. Uh, I, I'm kind of a weird geeky science dude. I like science fiction stuff and I like just learning history and, you know, sometimes space. And so I was listening to like black holes, like this thing on TV on Netflix that I was watching all about black holes and I was just up and I was just listening to it. And I was like, wow, that's pretty intriguing. But then I was like, how does this relate to me? Like, why do I want to learn this? And how does this actually make sense? And what I learned was, is that, There's a velocity to gravity and that everything in the universe actually has gravity. Our planet, the sun, stars, us as people. There's an energy and a gravity to everything. And they started to talk about the speed at which you would have to literally fly in order to beat gravity at certain levels of orbit in our solar system. And so like the satellites that are up above the sky have to fly, it's like 716 miles per hour in order to outpace gravity because you continue to fall. It's literally, you're falling at a curve, but you never fall down towards the earth, towards the center point of the earth because of the velocity that you're outpacing the gravity. Okay. Hope that's really sinking in. I know I'm really kind of geeking out on some stuff here that's maybe a little over our head. So I want to bring this down to earth is... Your expenses, in order to live the lifestyle that you want, think of that as gravity. Think of that as what is pulling you to move, like just pulling you to get paid. Now, is it motivational? No, but it's there, okay? And the velocity that you spend your money or the velocity that you're making your money is what's either going to outpace that gravity and allow you to stay outside of that complacency and continue to float, right? Continue to keep crushing it or it's going to go away. And what I was doing is I was playing a very bad game 
with gravity, right? It was like, I'd climb to the tallest mountain and I'd be up there. I'd jump on the, like a wicked trampoline. And then I knew I'd have to come down because I'd spend all my money. And then boom, I'm letting gravity bring me down. And I have to jump on the trampoline and try to get higher to outpace my expenses and the lifestyle. And then boom, right back down to the earth, right? And so I wasn't very smart about that. And what I really wanted to do was I wanted to create momentum. I wanted to create velocity and I wanted to be able to grow wealth and have confidence that as I'm building this sales business, I'm making sales that if I wanted to go rent a Ferrari, if I wanted to buy a house, right? If I wanted to do all those crazy things that the expense of doing so, the quote unquote gravity of that situation wasn't going to pull me back to where I had to burn myself out in sales. Like I had to crush it and grind it out and like turn everything else off and then just focus on sales. And that's all I really wanted to do was to be able to build momentum, create wealth, and grow my abilities, right? I wanted to have that confidence that was going to be there. So I had this, it was just, I was in crisis mode, right? I was like literally start and stop, work and vacation. And I started to feel like like a wobbly egg, right? As you're going back and forth, back and forth, and no one wants to do that, but that's where I was at. And when it came right down to it, there were expenses that I could not cover, right? I was getting into a spot where the current expenses that I had because of some of the vacations that I took, some of the the stupid decisions I made when I was younger in sales, making a good amount of money, they actually put my lifestyle in jeopardy. And I wasn't gonna be able to pay for my house. My car was behind by two payments. And in my mind, it was like, well, that's normal. Like I've got all this pressure and this anxiety now to close, right? And so I would go out there and do that but I didn't understand the ramifications. And so that was difficult. So I knew that I needed to make some kind of a change in all of that. But, you know, what I was coming up against was, you know, I was literally living a false code, right? I was living by this false truth of, like, I totally believe that if I didn't have any money, then I'd work harder, right? But what actually was happening was, is I was psyching myself out. And I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever been broke or you don't have any money, like for me internally, it hurt. Like I, I felt ashamed. I felt stupid. Like even when I would rent the, like the Lamborghini or the Ferrari or the Dodge Viper or the Rolls Royce at the end of the night, when I was coming back and I was like, damn, I just spent $5,000 in this weekend. And I felt like an idiot. Like I was an idiot. No, truly. I was a freaking idiot doing that. And I'm, I was ashamed of myself. And, you know, I, I don't look back much other than the lesson of, Hey, you learn that lesson, you move forward. I don't look back to like kick myself in the pants because I did plenty of that then. <laughs> um, but I was living by a false code. And looking back on that, I knew it. I was living by the code that I had learned from my previous mentor. When you, you spend all your money, you're going to work harder. Or when you have savings, you're going to work harder. And it allows you to be more successful. It was that up and down syndrome that I had to get out of. And so you know, living that false code, that was the biggest thing for me. I, I, that wasn't working. And internally, because I was so wobbly on my, my momentum, it caused a lot of fear. Like, I didn't know if I could change. And I knew what was working for me because I was making money. And so I had this fear of like, what if I change and then I go even deeper in debt? Or what if I do something a little bit different that I don't know if it's going to work? And so internally, I was like, look, I may not be able to do this. Like, I may not be able to consistently hit the numbers because I am exhausted. Like I'm tired of chasing my tail, right? And I hope you guys get it, but you know, without sharing, you know, too many stories, but I would always look at other closers. And I remember this one time 
I was sitting back and I was watching this guy just put numbers on the board and I'd sit there and I was like, dude, this guy's a machine. Wow. Like how are they just doing that? And it was consistently. And it seemed like they were on the phone for the same amount of time or that they were sitting down with a person the same amount of time. They were consistently closing deals. And with the same amount of leads that I had, with the same amount of time on the phones that I had, but I wasn't getting the same results. I was like, dude, that guy's a machine, right? That gal, she can crush it. Like how they can do it, I can't. Is really what I was thinking. And I didn't know what drugs that they must have been on in order to do that. And in some of the situations that I had worked in, they were probably on some drugs. But don't talk about that. (laughs) Um, It was That's one of the reasons why I've built this podcast. It's one of the reasons why I built the agencies that I have, the telemarketing floors that I've done, the speaking gigs that I've done. It's the reason for legendary closers to exist is for you, my listeners, to be able to level up in excellence. And to be able to leave some of the garbage behind. And that's really what it's about. So I really kind of had this thought is that if I'm going to make this work, I needed a better code. I needed something else that I could live by. And I needed to be able to kind of attach myself because it was a kind of a weak spot to a, a place where I can base this new code in proven success. And what I found was, is that in order to do that, it had to be goal oriented. It had to be centered in in three core goals. And this is what I live by. And this is how I set my goals is personal goals, the things that I personally want. Like not my kids, not my spouse, not my business, nobody else, not mom, not God, nobody. What do I want out of the gift of life that I have? That's number one for me. Number two is my family. That's my kids, my spouse, my close, close friends. I consider them family. I believe they're all connected. And so I believe that, you know, the ones that I've been able to find here are my close friends and family. And then number three is my business. And that also comes into my clients and customers. Now think about it. If you're a client and customer of mine and you figure, well, John cares a whole lot about his own personal self and goals. He cares a whole lot about his family. And then he cares about his business and his clients. They're at the same. They're number three. How would you feel? Like me looking on the outside, like as in business, at first when I heard the concept, I was like, dude, shouldn't I put my customers first? Shouldn't I put my business first? No, that's the worst thing that you can do. That is proven failure. If you don't put yourself first, your health, your mental capacity, your growth, your learning, what do you have to offer anybody else? Number two is your family. Why else are you doing this for yourself and for your family? And then number three, now you can show up for your business in power, in strength. Now you can show up for your clients in power and in strength. But if you don't take care of yourself, you don't take care of your family, you won't be able to take care of your business. You won't be there for your business. You'll loathe your business. Anyways, that's another podcast all in itself too, that core structure. But that's what I did. I adopted a new code, a fresh code, something that was better. And actually, I could really be anchored in and get excited about. Like, I am excited about that code. Like, I'm excited to do what I do now. And the other thing was, is that I really had to first master consistency. And so instead of like being back and forth and kind of wobbly in my my results, I had to master consistency. And so did I have to slow down a little bit and catch my breath? Sure. I wasn't able to go out all the time. I wasn't able to spend all that stupid money on stupid things that gave me no real significant experience joy. I enjoy experiences, but those were just stupid. Like that, that, that was not 
what I wanted to be about core to my goals. And so my goals helped to center me and it, it actually helped me to be able to increase my speed. Right. And so I was afraid that changing myself and building more momentum would actually cause me to slow down and fail and lose. But what ended up actually happening was I had to find a way to increase my speed to outpace the velocity of money. I had to find a way to consistently build momentum and maintain that momentum in my business. And that's really what it was about, you know, and then obviously following a simple plan, literally, you know, a blueprint that was proven results, you know, and obviously that, you know, I was able to to live by and be able to outpace expenses. And so, you know, I wasn't really afraid of, you know, closers being machines because now I cause momentum. Now, when I either take on a new project or a new client, this is one of the things that I do in a strategy session is to kind of gather out what are your core habits? You know, where are your goals at? How are you, you know, living your life as a salesperson? How are you living your life as an expert and a coach? And what are your core goals and how do we build momentum around that? Now I cost momentum. Now I'm able to create it. I'm able to create velocity of money. I'm able to cause resources to happen for me, for my business, for my family, because I've been able to control it. To be able to have a, a create a shifting in the gravity, right? And when you're able to outpace your goals based on sound habits, you're able to reach them and you're able to go beyond what you thought was possible. And that's where the magic happens. If you understand that momentum and consistency can happen for you, if you just set yourself up for success with these very simple tips that we shared today on the podcast, you won't have to be afraid of going broke. You won't have to be afraid of ever closing another sale. Just realize that Money has gravity. It has a velocity all of its own. And you have the ability to maintain essentially a velocity around it that you can outpace it. And you don't have to worry about your expenses. You have to develop a core inside of your method to succeed. And guys, I'm super excited for you guys to be a part of the legendary closer family. You guys are so important to us here at the podcast and within our community online at Facebook. I hope you guys got a whole lot out of today's episode. I'm super stoked to share this with you because it allowed me to kind of break the chains of some bad habits and some bad momentum and be able to create a lot of velocity around what I do and stay committed to it even when times get tough, even when it might feel like the work is difficult or you've got a lot to do. It's all good because at the end of the day, you know, if you stick to your core, you're able to succeed. Anyways, guys, have a fantastic rest of your week. So glad you guys are on here on the podcast. If you like this one, give it a like, give it a share, and let's see if we can't build this into the greatest podcast ever. And if you guys have some content you want me to be covering or you have questions, head on over to legendarycloserradio.com and give me a voice message. It'll let you leave a two-minute message, which is based on whatever sales questions you have, and I would love to share them on the podcast. Hey, what is up, legends? Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Really appreciate hanging out with you guys and being able to share what has changed my life so much and taking you guys on this journey of helping salespeople live legendary lives and have legendary income. You know what? There's a group of us that hang out each and every day on Facebook. And the group that we have is called Legendary Closers. If you want to head on over to Facebook and join us in more conversations like this, actually being able to work with and interact with closers just like yourself who are looking to level up their lifestyles 
and join the journey of getting better and becoming legendary, I want to give you an opportunity to get a free training from me just from joining the group. It's a training that we sold for over $5,000 when it first came out. Now we sell it consistently for $1,000 and I'm going to give it to you absolutely for free. And it's a training that we've created to help closers ask better questions in order to uncover the secrets behind why people buy, why individuals are buying from you. It'll absolutely get people to beg you to buy. They're going to beg to buy from you. I'm super excited to give this to you and I want to give it to you when you join the Legendary Closers Facebook group on Facebook. So head on over to Facebook and join the conversation working with each and every one of those other closers that are also a part of the Legendary Closer family. 